everyone. This is Nathan Frederick, and welcome to the So You Wanna Be a Missionary podcast, where we talk about all things missions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. If you like what you hear, subscribe. We try to do a podcast once a week, and we drop it usually sometime on Tuesdays. I'm here today with Bill who's uh runs a business overseas and just going to ask him some questions how are you doing bill well great thank you so much yeah thank you for uh, agreeing to this interview i think there's a lot of people out there who are interested in the type of things that you do mm, good <laughs> why don't we start uh by you just telling us a little bit about yourself start start with how did you get involved in business can you talk mm. about that a little bit sure okay. um our family, we were already um, overseas as kind of traditional workers. Um, and back in, this is probably the late 90s, began to see that business was going to be the future for getting into countries where we would eventually want to go. And so originally my interest in business was merely um, to be able to get some access into countries and, and do that. But it's evolved a lot more than that now. I've really seen a lot of value in it in touching people and mm. and you know providing income to be able to keep us here. And there's been a lot of good things. So I, I was glad that, I don't know, what, 20 years ago or more, uh, just kind of fell into it, I feel like. And, and, and it was, it's been a great road. I've been very happy with it. So it, it sounds like you got into business because you were looking for ways maybe to get a visa or to get long-term residency. That's true, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And as you went along, you, 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 you discovered that, hey, there's a lot more to business than just getting a visa. That's true, yes. Okay. Can you talk about some of the things that, uh, that, that you've discovered as you've gone along? Sure. Okay. Um, I can think of two or three things right off the top of my head. The first one would probably be, uh, of course, a visa, but the, just be able to uh, meet people. Okay. Uh, we've been in two different countries, one in the Far East and then now in the Middle East. And um, uh, the business in the Far East, uh, we were there for 20 years first, and uh, that business was a little bit different than the one I have now. It was more um, kind of like I think your business in uh, when you were overseas is that it's a kind of a teaching English uh, okay. type, touch English and business. So the the model was it was an after uh, in the evening, like an after work uh, adult continuing education. Uh, type of uh, school for English and business. We taught both English and business. And what it really okay. provided was great access to a lot of people and for a very long time, a very deep relationship and uh, just enjoyed it so much. I had a team of people with us and and uh, we were we became mm. really well known because of our teaching philosophy and style and and just the quality of it that we began to uh, get a reputation, you know, in our city and in the province and actually in the, in the country. So it was very rewarding that way. So the, so number one, I would say to answer your question would be access to people. Um, Another thing is uh, of course uh, it provided income for us to be able to um, not have to take so many funds from the U.S., which is always a, a good thing. So mm-hmm. that's really been a, a good blessing. Um, so that's been great. And the, the third thing is is that, um, and this is one thing I didn't even think of at all, is that it gives us 
a real standing in the community, right? I mentioned the English school. The where I'm at now, the English isn't the big thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it's I, what I do now is business consulting, where I come in and do leadership and management uh, workshops and training and things like that for you know some uh, large corporations. And what it does is it really provides a huge uh, status in the community. We're looked up to. Uh, and it really gives us an open door to be able to speak into people's lives. And so I never really thought about that end of it before, uh, but it's really it's really worked that way quite well. So those are the three things right off the top of my head uh, that I can think of that I hadn't really anticipated. It's really been great. So when you talk about status in the community, I mean, what, why is that important? Well, um, most of the countries that most of us are thinking of going to are they may not officially like India have a class system, you know, a caste system, mm-hmm. uh, but there's definitely classes of people, and um, and people are very mindful of that. It's very very difficult to speak into the lives of people above you. Okay. Uh, they're just not ready to receive that. They're not ready to listen to that. They 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 just don't want to receive anything from that. It's just a, a cultural block, and so. When you have, you, but you can always speak down. People are very willing, uh, you know. In, in our mind as Americans, this is hard to talk about. This very little bit uncomfortable because we don't think this way. We want to be very egalitarian. Yeah. Uh, but it, but in these cultures, it, it's a real thing. And so, uh, you know, some of the the classes, if you will, that are lower, they'll always listen upward. But mm-hmm. very very rarely uh, will someone listen. You know. Uh, you know from someone below them. So so that's that's why status is important. It really gives us a very wide platform with, you know, virtually uh everybody in the country almost, you know. So it's kind of like trickle down influence. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's that's good. That 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 that's interesting. Can you um so so I think some of the questions that come my way as people, t- we, we talk about business, business, businesses, mission, businesses for social change, these sorts of things. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's overwhelming for them to think about doing business. Um, mm-hmm. in, in, in your experience, uh, you, you, you talked about just, just a few minutes ago, you talked about kind of falling into it. Um, yeah. How did you position yourself in order to be able to take that fall though? Well, for my for me, it was the route of education. I, I love learning. I'm a lifelong learner. Um, I've been out of high school. I'm a little bit old. I'm out of high school now for 40 years, and I've probably taken a college class, at least one, uh, for probably 30 of those 40 years. So I've okay. almost never been not studying. And so for me, it was real easy. I just said, okay, well, I'm going to get an MBA, and then later I got my PhD. So I'm just going to go to school. And so for me, that was easy. Now, for people who don't enjoy academic life, uh, there may be some uh, other ways that, to approach that. But for me, uh, that was it. And I just, you know, I came into it without a lot of knowledge of business at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my background is uh, music. <laughs> and so really? Okay. Cool. Well, I did have a music business, but it was just basically teaching lessons, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I had almost no business background. Uh, but it's easy to pick it up, you know. It's, it's not like... Um, rocket science or something you know okay yeah yeah what what aspects of business did you did you did you find you needed to start picking up when you got into this um let me think back a little bit um part of it's just a mindset i've never been uh someone that's 
that's uh, worried about uh, finances and worried about controlling money. And one of the things in business that you have to get, maybe, you know, some people are already like that. They're kind of like misers and and (laughs) that might help a little bit, you know, it's completely different mindset. And so I don't think about margins much, you know, and so those, those kind of things, uh, kind of developed a little bit, um, and just be able to, what, what, my education did for me was to be able to weigh out risk versus reward factors and and in the the school I mentioned in the in the far east uh, we wanted to get as many students as we could in the school uh, just so we could have more influence and touch more lives mm-hmm. and so we wanted to keep our tuition rates as low as we could to get just get people in the door uh, but on the other hand you know you can't you can't lose money either and so a lot of the business Things that helped were, were those kind of things to be able to to take a look at cost analysis and all those kinds of things and so that that's been helpful but you know those those to someone who's not done it before that might sound intimidating but it's really not that it's really not that big at all really it's not there's enough online tools if people want to use them mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy doing my own spreadsheets I, I love I love creating spreadsheets so i like it myself but you don't need to do that you don't have to have that kind of knowledge to be able to do that because you, you can find things tools like that online oh there's so much yeah there's so yeah. much it's it's amazing you know yeah and then then um also uh, accounting software and things like that is is real real uh uh, easy to find online these days too, right? It is, yeah. And and I hate accounting, so yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing for me. <laughs> Do you have someone local that's helping with your taxes and things like that? Yeah, that's pretty much a necessity here in this country. So okay. um, that we don't have the choice. I would anyway because I don't enjoy doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would anyway, but yeah, they, they would be. A, it's a necessity here by law. So. How did you find somebody to do that for you? Um, <laughs> I think that was just the Lord, actually, just um, okay. a friend of a friend. And he has just turned out, stuck with me now for uh, three years. He's been helping me, and, and all I do is just give him a call and say, hey, I need this. And he takes care of all the company registrations for me and wow. uh, any questions I have about can I get this person on my visa for my company and just all kinds of stuff. And he, if he doesn't know the answer, he goes to find it. And so he's just been a great, fantastic resource. Wow, that's that's. And you found him. You said a friend of a friend. Just a friend of a friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So through relationship, basically. Yeah, right? through relationship. We had a neighbor that was helping me with it, and it was actually a woman, and she couldn't she couldn't help. She didn't have enough. I don't know if people know the word wasta. Didn't have enough. Uh, um, on what skill? the right word? Skill. Yeah. Uh, not skill. Wasta is more like. Um, Knowing people and having uh, in with the impo- oh, okay. you know important people connections. There you okay. go. That's okay. the one. Okay. <laughs> she didn't have the right connection, so she kind of handed me off to another guy, and he was busy. And so he said, "You know what? I've got a friend here that'll do a good job." And and so the the third guy I tried was the one that was the jackpot. So okay, just a little trial and error. Yeah, yeah. You talked a little bit uh, about. Um about uh well we're talking about wasta uh, talk talking about language um the uh a uh, lot of questions i will get to from people who many people who'll be listening to this is is about language and okay. how how to learn language and how how and when to learn language while you're doing business 
Can you can you tell a little bit of your story? Yeah, for okay. for us, uh, we didn't really have. I have thought that through a lot because we got team members that we're going to have to walk through that with. Okay. For us, we did language before we started the business. We did language for the our current language. We did the current language uh, in between when we left the other country and started our business here. So we were in full time language study for how um, long? It's going to, uh, for two years. Two years. Two years okay. So, yeah. So it's going to be uh, more difficult for somebody who has an entry um, and has to do language and business immediately. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I don't think that's a bad thing because I, I, would, I really come to the conclusion that if you're, if you're new to the country, uh, you don't really know exactly what business people need, what business people want, what business you should do. Um, I, I think it's, it's good to... Uh, if it's possible, it may not be possible for some people, but to come, if there's a way to come and, and to study for a, at least a some period of time and just get a feel for what's happening on the ground so you don't start the wrong business. You know, it, it's, mm-hmm. it, and, you know, if you have a lot of counsel of people that are there before you, um, then maybe that would work. But uh, I think for a lot of our people, we're going to places where there's not a lot of people already there before us. Exactly. So uh, we just don't don't know the answers to what kind of businesses would work or could work or should work or whatever. So uh, I don't think it's a bad idea if it's possible to come in and study language for six months, a year or more, if possible. And then that gives you an idea of the culture and the the, uh, business climate and the business opportunities. And you have kind of an idea before you start. So uh, that may not be, may not be everybody can do that. Some people may have to start right off the bat and that wouldn't be an option. So uh, we studied formally at a, at a, at an institute that was designed for, for studying full time. So, okay. And that worked well for you. It did. It did. Yeah. We, uh, our only problem was we had a lot of traveling to, we had some leadership responsibilities in a different organization. Okay. And, uh, and so we ended up traveling a lot. So we couldn't actually be in the classroom. We had to go kind of independent study. Okay. Uh, and for me, that, that's, that's a much better situation than a classroom. I do a lot better independent study. So that was, for me, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Cause you, you you were talking before about how you love to learn. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you could take charge of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, somebody who, how, how long have you been doing business now in, in where you are right now? Uh, three years. Okay. Um, how long did it take for you to, to, and, and, and you're profitable, you're, you're drawing a salary, right? Right. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a consulting, so it's not a salary. It's, you know, as it, as business comes in, but it's really picking up onto the point just in the last, just really fairly recently where I'm busier than I need to be and want to be. So that's, oh. that's a good thing. And when you're an independent uh, consultant, so. Right, right. Yeah, that is a good thing. Uh, it's a good problem to have. I'm yeah. too busy. I have too much business. Yeah. Uh, lots of business owners would, would really want to be able to say that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? There's lots more where this came from. And if you go to NathanFrederick.club, you can buy my book, Safer Than a Known Way, where I tell the story of how I got involved in overseas missions. Now, Enjoy the rest of the podcast. <laughs> but it's not, you know, like I say, it's not a salary, so it's never, never guaranteed. You know, I don't, I don't know. 
you know, six months down the road, what will happen. So, <laughs> so it's a consultancy. So it's, it's just you, right? You have That's a right. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what, uh, how long was it before you, you were able to break into this and, and start making money and start being profitable? Well, it um, took a while. It was um, to get established. Took a while. The first year um, didn't have a lot of business. Just making contacts. Um, part of our problem is, let's see. Yeah. So one one of the years we were back in the states uh, doing ra- fundraising and and uh, recruitment and those kind of things. So I say we've been doing it three years, but to be honest, we've really only been here two years. So it's just now. Uh, after really two years of hitting it hard, mm-hmm. uh, the second year was a little bit better. This this third year now, after a after a year break, we're just back on the field. Uh, after mm-hmm. now, is finally established enough to really to really take off. Wow! Um, and how are you set up? What kind of a company do you have? It's an LLC. LLC. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's registered there in the country. It is. Yes. Uh huh. So it's a local local company it is yes uh-huh do you have any connections to the u.s or any other countries is um no i do legal, have a legal connections yeah I, yeah i do have a business um in the states that i use when i'm there very just a little bit but there's there's some advantages to having a llc in america for some countries to be able to get a visa and, and to travel and so forth. So uh, I don't do anything with it when I'm overseas. I only work with that company when I'm back in the States, which is not that often now. So I do have a business there. But the business here is completely local. So, Okay. Now, um, so, so, some people who are, who are coming with our company, they'll mm-hmm. come through and they'll have degrees like uh, intercultural studies or right. even degrees in uh, – quote, work, unquote, right? Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Um, uh, what, uh, what advice would you give people like that who, who are saying, you know what, I think, like what you said at the beginning, I think business is kind of the way we need to go. What would mm-hmm. you tell them to do? Um, the, I, I don't know how other, I can't speak to other countries uh, mm-hmm. in the Middle East. I know our country is very specific in the visas that they grant. So, um, if you have a say, if I have a degree, or well, say my degree is in business, uh, I can open a company that does business, but that's the only thing I can do. So, if I if like my education degree is music education, mm-hmm. that doesn't qualify me to be an English teacher. I have to have, I have to have certification in English. So they're very very. Okay conscious and very particular that your degree has to fit the job that you're going to do. Okay. Uh, so that makes it a little bit more difficult. So an intercultural study degree, uh, which is obviously a great degree for someone that's going to come do what we're doing here, mm-hmm. um, it may be a little bit harder to do a job. And, and I'm sure there's ways to do it. I would just have to think through, and I haven't really done that before, what kind of a job uh, that would and what kind of business that would be. Okay, would you recommend that they get a degree in something else, like go on and do a master's in something else? Or Yeah, uh, I think an MBA would, would be great. If they're going to do business, then they want to open up a business of some kind, and an MBA is perfect for that. Okay, and then where you're at, if, if they have an MBA and they open a business, can they do anything in that business? Or do they have to have a degree um, to, like say, say, uh, say I went over and I opened a, a language school? 
as a business, mm -hmm. right? An LLC, okay. the coaching center or whatever you want to call it. Okay. And, uh -huh. and uh, I have a degree in business. Could I teach in that coaching center? You could pro the way I understand it, and I haven't crossed this yet, so this is just what I hear. Okay. You could teach, but you can't start the business. You can't be an owner of the business unless you have the degree in that area of expertise okay. for the business. Okay. Okay. So when I open my LLC, you have to have at least two owners. So I had to find somebody else who had a business degree that could be my, my partner for me. So, cause I had a business degree and, and I had to find a partner that was willing to be my partner that had a business degree. Did it have to be a local person or could it be a foreigner? It was actually a foreigner. Yeah. So okay. uh, that's kind of a unique thing in the country that we're at that is uh, not possible in most other countries. I did not have to have a local partner. And so uh, the LLC is completely owned. The guy that's, that's my partner really has, he doesn't, he doesn't really care. He's back in the States now. Okay. Um, uh, and so I'm just basically the, the sole owner, although on paper he's, you know, 10% owner or something, you know. Uh, but that's a totally unique thing in our country that we're in, that Americans can open uh, a company without a local partner. I think every other country you go into, you're going to have to have a local partner. And that local partner is going to have to be the majority owner. I think they have to own at least 51% of the stock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard that too. And, but, but your country is a bit unique. In that yeah, it's very unique, and it's only for Americans, so if there's Canadians listening, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> for some people, opening yes. their own business is not a, uh, something they really want to do, but they have a profession, and they're thinking about mm -hmm. getting a job with a, with a company that would be there or in a country that's around you, right? Say they're a doctor, and they want to get a job in a hospital, or an engineer, okay, right. and they want to work for an oil company. Um, right. um, do you have any experience in that area or, or do you know people that have experience in that area and maybe sure. describe that a little bit, what that looks like? Sure. I know a lot of people in that situation. Um, the good news is that they're able to be here. They're able to meet a lot of people, work with a lot of people. Kind of the downside of it is, is that, you know, when you're an expat worker in a country, um, you know, if, if whatever your job is, if you're if you normally get paid $80,000 in the States, it probably costs the company 200000 or or 300000 to keep you in a foreign country. There's a lot of other expenses. And okay. so it's very, very expensive to bring an expat worker uh, overseas, you know. Yeah. And, and so they're very mindful of that. And so they, uh, if you're going to come work for, say, as an engineer or something like that, it's not reasonable to think of it punching in at eight and leaving at four or five in the afternoon. Okay. Um, that's that. That's the downside: is that they expect you to work, they expect you to work hard, and it takes a lot of your time. So um, it doesn't leave time for other, you know, activities that that we really are focusing on. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. So that that's why I enjoy the independent consulting is because I can set my own clocks and kind of uh, make my schedule such that I'm able to do what I really uh, want to do. Okay, so so running 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 your own business while it, it comes with its own set of headaches, it, it mm -hmm. gives you control over your schedule. Um, yes, it does. Yeah, for for me, it's 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 just really a ideal way. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking time to talk to me. 
And uh, this has been Bill. He's 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 he runs his uh, own consulting business in a in a Middle Eastern country. Thanks everyone for listening. Remember, if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And you can find out more about me and what I do at NathanFrederick.club. Have a great day.